Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, May 14th, 2019. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense that affects us and give our opinions about those things from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in our conversation, you could go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, and join the group and post there. Or you can tweet to us at profanearg. Or if you'd like to talk to us, chat with us while we are live here recording, you can join the Pittsburgh Atheist and join our Patreon page, and that will allow you to jump on Discord, where we record our show on Tuesday nights. If you want to do that, you can join us and comment, and we'll include your comments in the show. This week, we will be talking about a couple Democratic runners and a God-given right to discriminate. But first, a couple follow-ups. We had talked about Asia Bibi. She was a Christian in Pakistan who was found guilty of blasphemy. Did we talk about what actually started the whole thing? I thought we did, but go ahead. So she was a, a farmer working in the fields, and she went to a well to get water, put a bucket down into the well, drank out of the, the dipper, and then went to give it to her Muslim friends. She's Christian. And they said, no, you can't do that. It, you, you've touched it. No, I can't touch it. It's, it's dirty. Um, take it back. And they got into an argument. Um, they then accused her of blasphemy. And all of this stemmed from an argument about drinking water from a well. So their argument was germ theory, that she was passing along germs? Uh, no, <laughs> impure, because she's Christian. I don't know. That, right. But I mean, there have been major upheavals in Pakistan about this woman. I didn't realize how outrageous it had gotten. I mean, this argument was nothing, and they want to put her to death. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it's Pakistan. You're surprised? I mean... <laughs> Well, I thought that she had, you know, actually, you know, blasphemed against Muhammad or something. But no, no. she drank water out of a well. <laughs> and was just accused of blasphemy. She said she didn't say anything blasphemous. She was accused by uh, by the two women. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all it took. However, her sentence was... Um, Commuted? Overturned. Mm-hmm. She was originally sentenced to death in 2010... And they have since overturned that, and she is now back in Canada. Woohoo! Strong choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she made out good in the deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go over to Pakistan and drink out of a well so I can get sent to Canada. <laughs> I don't think it will go so well for you. <laughs> the nine-year interval in between, not so good. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure uh, you're, you're a dude. It, you're not going to get any leniency that she may have. Oh, no. I thought it would go great for him. Yeah, He's a dude, and he'll be in Pakistan. Two women accused him of something, they'll both be stoned, and he'll get to marry their daughters. You you forget (laughs) that he's an atheist. He's an avowed atheist. Not true. He's a Muslim. (laughs) Oh, I thought I would just lie and say I was Christian. (laughs) Eh, That's not going to help you so much over there, I don't think. But the whole goal was to get to Canada. I don't want to stay in (laughs) Pakistan and have to marry these women. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get some money out of the deal? How's their internet? (laughs) Pretty controlled, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with your cam girls. I don't think that's it. Mm, all right. Forget it. This whole deal's <laughs> going south. <laughs> so there's an article in the New York Times about this. Uh, it, it details the dangers of blasphemy laws. I mean, specifically in Pakistan, but mm. just in general, I think they're bad. 
Uh, another follow-up I wanted to mention, we talked about Maine, I think just last week, a bill in Maine that guaranteed the right to practice alternative medicine. Yes. So there was a lot of pushback by the Maine Nurse Practitioners Association <laughs> because the bill provided no recourse or protection to the public, and they did get an amendment attached to the bill that uh, made it clear that the provider would be able to deliver only complementary services and would not have the scope of practice a licensed professional would, mm. which it's better. Yeah. It's a week better, but it's better. Uh, the one thing that was said was, we're just moving it into the modern century for people with commonly used and accepted practices that supplement their forms of healthcare. It, it it should not be accepted practices, and it should not be commonly used. But mm. I mean, there are some things that people, anything that is stress reduction and, you know, centering, that kind of stuff, can be can have healthful benefits uh, besides anything else, just stress reduction. So there are some things, but homeopathy is a bunch of hooey. So shit like that needs to stop. Hey, speaking of that, I see CBD oil is making a, like, not making a comeback, is like... Dude, it's out of control. Yeah. It's everywhere. So what is the theory behind CBD oil? What, is there something I don't know. What, 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 what ailment or interest do you have, Karen? <laughs> it does that or fixes it or enhances that. Yeah, I don't believe that. Did you? No, no. I'm sure that that is not the case. It's a, I agree, it's a, but that's it, what they claim. It is a pain, it is a pain killer. Just like, it's just like smoking weed, except you don't get high. Hmm. Well, it's that's not really it. a painkiller then. Weed well, isn't a- you can have a headache pain. and smoke wheat. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Ian, does does weed make pain go away? <laughs> Only the pain of existence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't know it was a painkiller so much as just you, you don't care as much. <laughs> well, I thought it was a, a stress reducer, so your your muscles relax. It's a relaxant. Well, it probably it, it, it's probably got anti-inflammatory properties. Yeah. About and other such things. Um. Well, when I was having my gallbladder issues, you had recommended, you said you had asked me if I yeah. considered smoking weed to curb that pain. Yeah, hmm. I agree. I mean, if you drink alcohol, pain goes away. Yeah. True. Just kind of dulls the senses, I suppose. But yeah, I, I mean, definitely CBD oil is being marketed as a, as a stress reliever and a pain reliever hmm. and a cure for my restless leg syndrome and a cure for weight loss. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's infused in everything. <laughs> oh my goodness, the infusing won't stop. <laughs> you see Carl's Jr. has a burger infused with it? I did. We'll see we'll see where this, you know, settles out after some research, but Did you I, did uh, you guys also hear the story about the woman at Disney World who got arrested for having it? No. Did not. Yeah. Yeah, her doctor prescribed it to her for arthritis and it was a rub it was a topical cream. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh so I don't know, I don't know how it got out that she had it, but they arrested her at Disney World to put her in jail. Is, is it still illegal in Florida? In Florida, it's still illegal. Okay. Well, yeah, then she broke the law. Wow. Okay, Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> well, she did. <laughs> Should they have arrested her? No. Should they have just, you know, but if it's against the law, they have a right to do something. Arresting yeah, well, the, her was kind of the charges but... were the, the charges were dropped. Okay, good. All right, I'm moving on. Okay. Do it, Doug. All right, the next thing I have is uh, a kind of Trump-adjacent story. Um Falwell, this was uh, interesting, Jerry Falwell Jr. apparently had, this is according to Michael Cohen, a story in uh, Reuters came out. Michael Cohen says that Jerry Falwell had some photographs 
of a personal type, personal is in quotes, the sort that would typically be kept between husband and wife, he had said in a taped conversation, and that uh, Cohen was solicited by Falwell to, uh, to make it go away, to uh, recover the photographs, to do whatever it took. And uh, Cohen says he did this, and this was in 2015, just before Falwell decided that Trump was his man and Trump was going to, uh, to win the nomination and become the next president. It, so according to Cohen, he helped him out with this, and in exchange, Falwell decided that uh, he would help out Trump. So does Jerry Falwell Jr. lead the um, Southern Christian Coalition? I mean, could he be, you know, a, a impromptu spokesperson for them? And could he have led them to vote for Trump? Could all of this have stemmed from the fact that he has a, he sent dick pics to some chick? That's exactly what I think has happened. I mean, he is the president of Liberty University, and he apparently used his influence to uh, sway a bunch of Christians over to voting for Trump. So we owe Trump being in office, at least partially, to Jerry Falwell Jr.'s dick pics. Oh, my God. Uh, but we don't know if this is true. <laughs> we don't. And I don't think it would take just, I mean, I think it would just take a little money or what, you know. I mean, listen, if anybody actually believes that Jerry Falwell is a good person. No. <laughs> right? Dick pick or not. Like, just be like, yeah, dude, we'll give you whatever you want. Money. Whatever. I mean, if the dick pick's true, great. I love it. <laughs> Especially in the summer. <laughs> anybody no, anybody get that? <laughs> No. 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 All right. right. Supposedly they were all destroyed, which I know wasn't your joke, but still. Oh, I heard I heard uh, Cohen kept one. A one. Yeah, I think you're right. But until we see the picture, uh, that's fake news. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow Tim uh, Tom Arnold is involved in this, too. It's always Tom Arnold. (laughs) Well, Tom Arnold's been claiming since like 2017 that he's got like tapes of Trump doing awful shit. But again, why why haven't we seen him? Good question. Yeah, if you're going to come out and say that, produce it. it up. Yeah. 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 So Cohen told Arnold, I actually have one of the photos, he said, without going into specifics, quote, it's terrible. <laughs> it's what on earth could be in that photo that Cohen thinks it's terrible? I don't know, but is there any way that he, someone could get that photo <laughs> to a Mr. Larry Claxton Flint so he could menace <laughs> both the Falwells? <laughs> Across generations, ah, oh, the circle would be complete. <laughs> <laughs> really, that would be that would that would definitely be the circle of life. <laughs> All right, Again, that's really, yeah. I mean, just real quickly on shit like this, like, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's entirely true, or could be entirely true, I should say. Oh, yeah. But again, what does this mean in the whole scheme of things? Like, nothing's going to happen. No, and well, go ahead. to Falwell, that may not be true. To Trump. They're writing off Trump and their the, the whole story of David and Solomon and whatever from the Bible where they weren't good people, but God bless them anyway. <laughs> that is, you know, that's the Christian line. But for Fall, Falwell is actually a Christian leader. For him to have done something that they would not, you know, morally be behind, I think would be significant for him. Mm. And I think his push is the reason so many evangelicals are behind Trump. Do you really think that Jerry Falwell Jr., no matter what he does, what awful shit they find out about him, will ever want for anything? Will want ever for not anything? Be, no. Will never be in a position where somebody will kiss his ass and give him a job or give him anything? I mean, like... But to have that kind of downfall publicly? Ugh. I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm with I'm with Jared. The the same downfall that Jim Baker had that no one cared. Like, is is there is there a Christian televangelist who who hasn't been embroiled in some sort of <laughs> sex scandal who is totally unscathed? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't follow them. So I mean, at this point, if you're willing, they're to, all monsters, yeah, and they're all wealthy beyond their wildest dreams. And if you're a follower, if you're willing to throw your hat in for Trump, despite all the evidence that you've seen, mm. what what is this going to matter? Yeah, I just think it's a I think it's a different standard with somebody who's actually supposed to be a Christian leader. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. Can he just repent? Say I'm sorry. God, God, just, just, just in. God forgave me. Dude, do the Jim Baker and go on TV with tears streaming down yeah. your face and say God has forgiven yep. me. I have asked for forgiveness. Yep. The devil led him astray, mm-hmm. but he's back now. All good. Nothing to see here. How are you? <laughs> and Trump's our savior. Remember that. Yeah. Fucking right. morons. Anyway, <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything else on Trump. Did is there anything else that uh, anybody wanted to talk about? Um, are we in the Trump portion of the show? Yeah, <laughs> well, he wants to uh, jail immigrant families for a hundred days instead of twenty days. He wants to change the rules because it's what the good Christian thing to do is. Uh, it feels like he's trying to start a war with three different countries. Yeah, Iran <laughs> being one of them. Yeah, North Korea. Yep. And uh, we're probably going to get in Venezuela, too, right? We're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. Probably. <laughs> okay, oh, maybe you guys, since, since obviously this is not going to come up, I've uh, the last thing I heard was that Mueller was supposed to go talk to Congress on May 15th, and then that just got pushed back. It was never confirmed. Um, Congress was asking for May 15th, and but they were talking to the Justice Department, because he f- still officially works for justice. So right. they're negotiating with them. As soon as he doesn't work for the Justice Department anymore, things will be easier. But for right now, he okay. still does, and they have a say. So- so Trump can stop him, sort of. Right now, yes. For, all right. And I'm sure they're trying to figure out a way to make sure that he never talks to them. But uh, whether they can, can he just quit it. and be like, "I'm leaving. He's, My job's done here." He clearly he is a rules guy. I mean, look at everything that he's done. So he will follow the rules. End statement. <laughs> All right. Okay, I wasn't sure what was going on with that. Everyone's been kind of like, "That's eh, just yeah, don't worry. It's gonna push back this and that." Then you got Trump Jr. Yeah. yeah, getting getting that, called in. That is actually pretty major that he is going before the Senate, not the House, that he was subpoenaed by the Senate. That's so Republican I controlled. I didn't realize some of the backstory to this because it seemed awfully suspicious that he got called up to the Senate. And I was just completely cynical. I'm like, well, he's being called to the Senate. He's going to testify. And then he's going to be called by the House. And he's going to say, I already, I already went to the Senate, so I don't need to do anything else. But um, he actually promised to show up to the Senate committee twice in the past and then... then reneged so they finally uh subpoenaed him this has been ongoing for a while but this was a bipartisan yes subpoena led by a republican yeah who what's his name it's is... not Barr. it's something like Barr, though yeah he's on the shit burr. list burr that's it yeah burr they're shouting at him hmm. yeah and apparently lindsey graham has, has uh. publicly said to not for him to not go or if he has to go to plead the fifth when he gets there <laughs> what does Lindsay think he's gonna get? <laughs> yeah. he ang- what is he? Ang- what job is he angling for? Re-election. Eh, all right. It, you know, he, hashtag Lindsey Graham uh, retire. Yeah, resign <laughs> is on trending on Twitter right now. Or it's number all one day, on Twitter. Yeah. What a piece of shit this guy is. Yep. He is like he's too junior or Lindsey Graham or both. Well, it's, bo- it's both. both true statements. <laughs> yeah. Tell me specifically what you meant. Lindsay but Graham. at least Don Junior has been pretty consistent in his shitbaggery. <laughs> like so Lindsay, is Lindsey Graham. Yeah, but no, but Lindsey Graham, no, he hasn't. 
Lindsey Graham is supposed to represent the populace of the United States, though. Don Jr. represents himself and his family. End of right. list. <laughs> that, yeah. I, I feel like, but he, I feel like Lindsey Graham has been pretty consistent in his scumbaggery. But he must have like no moral compass. Like it just goes wherever. Like, well, he followed yes. he followed McCain for decades. He was at a, at, a, at a large number of times was his moral compass. But yet, yet now he doesn't have one. Now his moral compass is Trump. Ugh. So McCain was the only thing keeping him on the sort of straight and narrow. That's <laughs> yeah. horrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Without he, now he's Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Does that make McCain Tyrion? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> McCain, still, just, still a bad guy. Just right. no. <laughs> the other thing that uh, I thought was interesting was uh, Larry Kudlow, uh, who is the economic advisor to the White House, was on Fox News. And uh, the one anchor, I'll remember his name in a moment, uh, Chris Wallace, co- actually cornered him on the whole trade war with uh, with China and made Larry confess that, yeah, the trade war, yeah, the, the, tariffs, the tariffs will affect uh, the U.S. consumers. Absolutely. And he was promptly fired. <laughs> <laughs> no? All right. <laughs> he, uh, but repeatedly, he kept saying about how it's not going to affect America. And then Chris, Chris would come back and say, well, no, but we know that that's not true. We know that that uh, that the ter- the tariffs are going to impact uh, consumers because it impacts the the cost of the, the the products from China and every time Larry Kudlow was like, well, it affects it affects both sides, which is kind of true in that your tariff affects China, but then China just turns around and charges us because of the increase in price, so it really only affects. United States consumers. Well, it affects anybody that anybody in the U.S. that buys the goods from China. Which you look around and it's all made in China. Yeah. So everything is going to cost twenty five percent more. Well, it's the other way around too. Like I just saw an interview with this soybean farmer mm. who voted for Trump, still supports him, and his business is crumbling around him. <laughs> right, because they they're not even they didn't even harvest in a lot of places last year because there was nobody to buy the soybeans. Soybeans. Yeah, he said China will not, is not buying as many soybeans, and he's like, "Well, this should have been done 15 years ago." And they're like, "Yeah, but you're, you know, you're hurt now." He's like, "Well, you know, should have been done." <laughs> and like, just secretly, I could just see the thought of like, I really hate brown people, and I don't even care if my business dies because of that. Wow, like that could be the. What other reason could there be to keep supporting Trump? I don't know. Well, like- you're, he's losing his farm. He's gonna lose his farm probably. Yeah. Well, Trump now is saying that all the money that we get from China because of the 25% tariff, they're going to turn around and give some of that money to the farmers to offset the cost or to buy the, the, the soybeans and stuff. And then they're going to give those raw products to countries who have problems feeding and give it as aid. So a whole bunch of raw soybean is going to show up in some underprivileged country. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like we could have avoided a lot of steps there, but... <laughs> yeah, you think? Well, and you know this is all Trump's doing, too, because this is... I was reading some article earlier this week about this is how he negotiates. He, you know, he gets everything all lined up, and he gets to the end, and he goes, Aha! And one last thing! Screw you! I want this, too! And the other party goes, but wait a second, we've been you know, talking in good faith, and, you know, this is all done. I've already spent a whole bunch of money, and it worked with tradespeople because they had already started buying stuff. They had no option but to capitulate. This is China. They go, fuck you. No. He's using the same bully tactics 
that he used with, you know, tile salespeople with China. <laughs> They've been screwing us for years. <laughs> it doesn't work this way. And somehow he, he makes this seem like we're all going to somehow benefit from this. Like <laughs> the extra money. Like, we're, are we all getting checks? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're fucking around. Do we all get a thousand dollar check? <laughs> And how many people actually believe that he is going to do what he says and turn that money around and do anything good with it? Bullshit. Nobody. No, no. he won't. No, he'll use it to build a oh, wall. Oh, lots of people believe it, <laughs> but no, he will not do it. You are, you are both <laughs> Who on correct. this podcast? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, well, I, thought the un- I thought the underprivileged country was going to be Russia. Thank God. Oh, there you go. Soybeans. <laughs> how, how, much, how much is soybeans? <laughs> I'm giving it to North Korea. Is that right? <laughs> You know, the other story, this is kind of Trump-related, too, and it's kind of religion-related, is uh, have you heard this newest thing with Rashida Tlaib and the interview she gave on the Holocaust? I did. Yeah. The Whoa. key to the interview <laughs> is if you just focus on one portion of one sentence mm. and repeat it over and over again, then, uh, then she's a monster. Yeah. yeah. This is a case, like, people are like, this is insane because it's tantamount to just making shit up, apparently. So the, in the interview, she says um, – she was talking about the Holocaust and she said something to the effect – she's like, it warms my heart that during the Holocaust, the Jews did have a place to go to get reprieve or something like that. Something to that effect about some country. I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. Um, she, she said uh, the Palestinians were – Is that who it was? Shielding the Jews. Yeah, okay, she said yeah. our ancestors. Hmm. Yeah, and she said it warms her heart. Now, Rashida Tlaib says that the Holocaust warmed her heart. Yeah, mm. that that is what they are going with. And wow, uh, the Washington Post was talking to because uh, it's Liz Cheney who's going off on this, and uh, Steve Scalise, and they're like, "Listen, uh, that's not what she said." And they're like, "Yes, it is. She's a horrible anti-Semite." They're like, "No, let me repeat it. Here's the video. Here's the audio. <laughs> nope, doesn't matter. She is a horrible, horrible human being." Wow. Yeah. Well, the, the, sh- the shame of it is the 30% of the country will believe it. It doesn't matter. Ever. This is where we're at? Yeah. Yes. You're just going to flat out make shit up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're way beyond this. <laughs> We've been doing yeah, this for a while. Yeah, I was going to say, to great, to great effect. <laughs> Fake news, all of it. But, I mean, the, Ilhar, the Ilhan Omar thing with 9-11, like, I mean, listen, I understood what she was trying to say, but at yeah. least they're not making up shit that she said. They're just taking it out of context. This, they are making up a sentence. <laughs> Trump, has, Trump has, what was it, was Washington Post is counting? 10,000 lies he's hit. 10,000 lies in two years. Oh, yeah, but we expect that from him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not acceptable, though. Yeah, but now it's wearing off on all the other Republicans. Yeah, and everybody else is like, well, why can't I get away with that, I guess? Sure. I'm just going to make it up. Yep. Even presented with the evidence on the phone call. Here's the audio. Nope, doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Horrible person. This is this is the the story, that narrative that I have chosen to believe. It's amazing about all these Muslims that we voted in the Congress that are uh, anti-Israel, anti-Muslim uh, Jew. Mm-hmm. Do you hear Pence was like t- uh, requesting that Ilhan Omar get off the Foreign Council because she's some kind of security risk? Oh my god, yeah. she's a fucking American, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, I, yeah, the the. the the lies have become truth. Yeah, thirty percent of the country. Did you hear him at that commencement speech? Um, I think he. I, did, I think he did the commencement for liberty. Mm. And 
went on. He's like, there, when you get out of here, people are going to try to stamp you down for being Christian. <laughs> They're going to try to grind you. They're going to mock you. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? It's wow. the, the whole martyrdom mindset. Yeah. Christians are still being <laughs> martyred all over the country, don't you know? <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. The idea that they face any kind of peril is just shocking to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, uh, I'm going to move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of the uh, Democratic runners. Uh, first off, I think right now she is at the bottom of the list. I don't know if we're at 22 or 23 people at the moment. Somewhere in there. Could be 25 by now. A few minutes has passed. But uh, Marianne Williamson. I didn't even hear this name before she hit my newsfeed this week. But she is uh, an author. She oh, is a new, new age, age author. author and <laughs> activist. Highly religious Mm-hmm. But very much promoting New Age philosophy. And, uh, yeah, she immediately hit the bottom of my list of the of the people running for president. I mean, I would still take her over Trump, but take her. I don't think I could actively vote for this person. I don't. OK, Trump's in office. I could vote for her. But <laughs> she's definitely at the bottom of the list. I don't know if you has anybody heard of her before? No, no. Is she like up there enough that like she's going to be on the debate stage or is she just some fucking whack she, job who decided to run no she's in the sub one percent they declared this week that she will be on the debate stage because she got enough donors you have to reach wow. sixty-five thousand separate donors and she has sold way more books than that on new age philosophy so that counts her- I don't, I don't know how they counted 65,000. I'm not saying that if you bought one of her books, they're counting that. I, I can't say that as a fact. But in any case, they are declaring that she had enough donors. So she's going to be accepted on the debate stage. The other way to qualify uh, is to get 1% of in three approved polls. Right. I huh. don't believe she has done that because they specifically say that she has received the number of contributions required. Sure. These debates are going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going far. Um, I can't imagine she's going to hold ground against the others. But has she ever had any kind of public office? Or is she just an author and a to my fake knowledge, doctor? no author but, and activist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's a religious professional. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think we talked about her in the very beginning. Mm. I think we've mentioned her on this show, to be honest, because I believe she is. Oprah Winfrey's, Oprah Winfrey's spiritual advisor. Oh, she has been really? on Super Soul Sunday, yes. Yeah, I feel like when we were going through some of the, the first round of too many candidates, <laughs> she was she was low on the list. Because we, like, we were like, you? Nope. Next. I distinctly <laughs> well, do remember if, us talking about Oprah's spiritual advisor, so sure. We're fucked if Oprah supports her. Well, there was a whole bunch of pressure on Oprah for her to run, and she went, no, 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 no. Perhaps she said, you, spiritual advisor, you should run. And so <laughs> she's backing her. Yeah. She'll get yeah, some that's percentage. A, that, that, yeah, that's a lot of votes. Mm. That's super scary to me. Thanks, Oprah. <laughs> and I'm not behind Oprah either. I mean, I, she's Oprah's a very nice person, hmm. but her stance on atheists, no, I'm right out. She, I don't know if any of you have seen her comments, different comments when atheism was brought up, but she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand no. what it means. Um, she And she has the whole... If you're an atheist, how do you have any morals? And um, so, yeah, the fact that she's backing this woman, I mean, I don't doubt it, but 
Right. But wait a minute. So that's her line, not the fact that she has no... <laughs> <laughs> no experience. <laughs> no experience. Well, better than Trump. Yeah, that was my thing is I I can't really use the no experience argument when our current president has zero fucking experience. Right. It's hard to make right. that wacky, argument. Wacky spiritual advisor to Oprah still edges out <laughs> corrupt game show host. Yeah. That is oh, true. I, I mean, I agree with you, but I'm just saying like in a field for the primary, like you're like. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, listen, no, I've said this I'm, before. I would vote for 2016 Trump over 2020 Trump. <laughs> just <laughs> that's how bad he is. <laughs> Right. But uh, yeah, no, on, on the few things that she has weighed in on, uh, you know, other than than her new age spiritual nonsense, she's she's definitely uh, a, a toe the party line kind of candidate, which I don't hate. Mm. She's she's, you know, pro Paris Accord, pro new Green Deal, increase minimum wage, repeal the corporate tax cuts, free higher education, ban assault weapons, universal health care, strengthen DACA, supports the gays, that sort of stuff. Socialist! <laughs> <laughs> Democrat. Like I said, still still voting to get Trump out of office, but yep. on my mind, yeah. she's at the bottom of the list. Sure. Well, we're not I would get... vote for Lindsey Graham over Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I would vote for Lindsey Graham over Trump. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but would you vote for Mitch McConnell over Trump? No. Um, yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. See. See. <laughs> like I, I'm. Already, I feel like I'm already living in that world, <laughs> but I feel like he would not have. He would not have need of the crazy mouthpiece that he has now, because in all the scenarios where Trump has gone, and when I say too far, mm-hmm. I mean made a, made choices that would cause Republicans to not get reelected. Mitch McConnell has stepped in and said, "You will not do that." You go back, you shut up, and you sit down. Mm. We're not going to repeal Obamacare right now. And he said, I am not going to repeal Obamacare right now. I'm sorry that I suggested that. Would you vote for Starbucks CEO over Trump? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I don't even think about it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, once you actually put any thought into it, yes. It's just really (laughs) painful, and it just demonstrates that he is... The lowest bar to get over. Yeah. Yeah. I think my only per- the only person you could put up against her that I might have to consider is Don Jr. Mm. <laughs> Don Eric. Jr. or Don Sr. I'm like, oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, <laughs> would you consider um, registering Republican this year so you can vote against Donald Trump in the Republican primary? Uh, I am already a registered Republican, and I will do that. Because <laughs> if he could be primaried, right, that would be awesome. Right after I vote for the cat daddy, I will vote against Donald <laughs> Trump. Oh, uh, here we go. What about David Duke, Jeff asked? Ooh. Wow. Damn. I mean, I got, perso- I got personal snakes in the David Duke thing. <laughs> Man. Uh, fear- fearing for my own life. I'd have to vote for Trump on that one. There wow. you go. We got we got a winner. Yeah. <laughs> there Oof. are people worse than Trump. Well, no, because if I wasn't Jewish, I might have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So David Duke, Stephen Miller. That's, oh, boy. That's right out. Yeah. Are these my only two choices? <laughs> or I'm saying in the primary, would I vote for him? Uh, would I vote for someone like David Duke who has time <laughs> and time again proven his unelectability? No, they're running for president against each other. You only have these two options. Oh, oh. Um, are you sure you're going to be killed in this scenario, Jerry? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 
I mean, I don't consider myself Jewish, but I'm sure he would. You did 23 and me, so it's on the record. 23 and me sure does. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be in a good place. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's. This is getting dark. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next person I wanted to talk about Corey Booker. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Corey Booker on David Axelrod's uh, The Axe Files said, It's a uniquely American problem. No other country has this kind of carnage talking about uh, firearms and like school shootings, mass shootings. He says, We are not going to give thoughts and prayers if he becomes president, which to me is just bullshit. And I'm sorry to say it as a man of faith, but I was taught that faith without works is dead. Hmm. Good no sentiment. <laughs> I just I thought it was amusing that uh, somebody who has said that he, you know, is a person of faith said thoughts and prayers is just bullshit. Well, thoughts and prayers is the, the height of laziness and it just just laziness that you're not doing anything even if you are thinking about it, things and praying for somebody when you could actually be doing something that's helpful make a covered dish anything <laughs> well i mean as much as like prayers don't mean anything to me and thoughts don't help i mean it's nice when it's that and it's not the only thing that you're doing you know like if my mother were to die and you one of you were like oh my god i'm sorry you know you're we're thinking about you or something like that it's nice you know, if I'm like, well, you could have saved my mom's life. <laughs> Why did you, you know, now go fuck your thoughts. <laughs> I tip, I try to lean more towards the, if there's anything else, if there's anything we can do to help, do you need anything? Right. But even that proves you're thinking about me. Yeah, true. You know, or if you just, yeah. I mean, if you're like, hey, you're on our mind, if, if there's anything we can do for you. Yeah. And that's fine till everyone was like, you know, this keeps happening a lot. And that's all you're saying. Right. That's all you, <laughs> you know. Do. So, can you give us thoughts and prayers plus, like, some, a bill <laughs> or something? How about show up at I mean, a rally? That, Anything. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I, I, at least that's what I feel people are saying. They're like, they're not saying, like, could you stop saying thoughts and prayers? Could you do something else plus that? Hmm. Right. Especially the people who can affect that. But I, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I, I, I am in support of what Jared's saying. Because, believe me, some people offer thoughts and prayers. I, I can offer less. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers is something. something. Yeah. I often offer less. <laughs> I often speed by it to go play a video game and don't give it any thoughts. And I certainly don't pray on it. Well, the, the thing that bothers me is the people that can actually do something about it, that can put to forward a bill, can, you know, pass, an, pass a law, can, you know, allocate funds to do something and don't do anything but tweet Thoughts and Prayers. And they don't even think Correct. about it. They don't even pray. They just tweet it. Right. But are there? But are the people who are not capable of making any changes? Are they under the impression that we say "go fuck your thought and prayers"? Like they're like, "Oh my god, are we we can't pray." Like, what, what do you mean? Like, is that what they're thinking? Funny that you should mention that. Fox News host Todd Starnes says that uh, a man who professes to be a follower of Jesus Christ profanely dismisses biblical command to pray without ceasing. That's not a very Christian thing to do. So there, yes, there is backlash for Cory Booker saying this. That mm -hmm. you know, but prayer is very meaningful to uh, to Mister Starnes. So he took offense to saying that it it's bullshit. 
I mean, so if in some people's minds, I'm sure, I mean, the, you know, we have a family that um, start prayer circles. You know, somebody's ill and in the hospital, they actually, you know, contact each other and create a prayer circle to pray for somebody to make them better. They think it helps. They actually think they're doing something that is helpful. Yes. They're not tweeting a platitude. They're actually thinking that they're trying to help and now, thinking that they're helping. While that I guess is, that counts for something. Yeah. While that's true, even when that was happening in my house growing up, mm. there was a point when, I don't know, when maybe I was in early teenage years when I thought, are we really doing anything or are we just gossiping on the phone following <laughs> this quote-unquote prayer chain down the line so that we can call everybody else in the church and tell them what's going on? Did you hear? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, let's pray. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I, I give some people the benefit of the doubt that they actually think they're helping. But again, you're also talking about people who can't make change anyway. Like, I mean, True. They, you know, you could try to protest or whatever or, mm. or talk to your congressman. But, you know, the powerless, this is all they can do. So, yeah, the powerful, I expect them to do more. Right. And but even then, when you because, again, I see this all the time when these people jump on that grief train. You know, and oh my God, the the Cathedral of Notre Dame. My thoughts and prayers are with the people of France. Shut up, <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> did you hear? That, you could, did you hear that the could, the area around Notre Dame is now inundated with lead because the roof was lined in lead and it all melted? <laughs> so that's like a giant wasteland around there at the moment. Oh, yeah, that's good. God, God's will. <laughs> God's will. <laughs> God's will. You know, so give me thoughts and prayers, and then give me some. Hardcore reforms. Actually do something if you're capable of doing something. Yeah. Or add that into it. <laughs> you know, I'm giving you my thoughts and prayers. Also, I wrote a letter to my congressman. <laughs> sure. That's helpful. Yeah. It'll mean more to me than the prayer. Yeah. yeah. I, we actually got a phone call not too long ago. Well, we would like you to write a letter to Pat Toomey. I'm like, you think it's going to help? She's like, well, you should anyway. I'm like, nah. <laughs> It's Pat I Toomey. also find it hard to believe that Ray and Karen had the cure for my mom's poison, withheld it <laughs> from me, and then told me that they were thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next thing that I have is um, Supreme Court. The Supreme Court this Monday had a few decisions, and one in particular made it onto my newsfeed. So Justice Breyer spoke up in a dissent on a ruling, and I don't really understand fully what this ruling was, and I don't think it's really ever going to affect me, but it's a ruling about how a state could sue somebody in another state for a different topic. I don't know. But in any case, the, the court ruled that they overturned a 40-year-old... Precedent. Yeah, precedent ruling. And almost exactly 40 years. It was 79, I think, that the, that ruling was originally put in place. And they overturned it this week. And Breyer actually wrote, Overruling a case always requires special justification. What could the justification be in this case? And then he later wrote that today's decision can only cause one to wonder which cases the court will overrule next. Roe v. Wade. I was going to say, I know which one it is. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. coming. You know it's coming. Oh, well, this shit with Alabama today. Did you hear about this? Oh, no. What are they up to? I thought it was just Georgia. I oh, mean, I know it's not just Georgia. Georgia? <laughs> they got loose abortion laws compared to what Alabama's trying to do. Mm -hmm. That is actually the next story, so let's hit that. The Georgia, uh, <laughs> Georgia governor signed the heartbeat bill, which is the most restrictive abortion law 
in the nation. Now, obviously, it's going to be going into the courts, but that you, so you know exactly where that's headed. Depending on how it's ruled, they're they're going to try and push this to the Supreme Court for the exact express purpose of Roe v. Wade. But Alabama, I didn't hear. I knew they were doing something, but I didn't hear the details. Uh, they are. They're, they're, I think they're trying to vote on it right now. It's a straight up ban on abortion. Mm. Only the only case where it is allowed is in if the mother's life is uh, in danger. Rape and incest not on the bill. Mm. Uh, they're trying to get that changed, and then when they asked uh, one of the Congress people or one state representative or so whoever, she was like, "Oh, we're doing this so this goes to the Supreme Court so they can uh, decide whether uh, it's a child or not and what we should do with it." And oh. nobody was like, uh, "Did we already decided that?" And I just got an alert from the Washington Post: Alabama Senate passes the nation's most restrictive abortion ban, which makes no exceptions for victims of rape and incest. It just passed. There you go. You heard it here, folks. I mean, they were just, I mean, she was just like, yeah, we don't, we're just taking this to the Supreme Court. So they've already, so the, you know, the, the conspiracy theorist in the back of my mind is going, so this case about Apple that um, Breyer's warning was on about, you know, states and, and overturning precedent, was that just a primer for that overturning precedent is okay now? See, according to his statement, it is not okay, that it needs to have special justification. Sure. So, but they did, they did overturn that law in any case. So yeah, who knows? Who knows how it's going to go? I, I really don't know. I, I honestly, because I know that, you know, it's a stacked deck at this point, but mm. then you have, and, and I know Kavanaugh is, you know, where he lies on the Roe v. Wade, but he mm. actually cited on the, on a, on an Apple case uh, about antitrust rules. He cited with the liberals on the Apple case. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Which, I mean, even in that case, that seemed that seemed odd to me. But the one thing that uh, that Jeff pointed out, the legislation uh, bans abortions at every stage of pregnancy, criminalizes the procedures for doctors who could be charged with felonies and face up to ninety nine years in prison. Is this yep. the, this is the one that um, outlaws anything that prevents. A, a fertilized egg from implanting. So things like IUDs are theoretically illegal as well. Correct. Wow. Plan B, illegal. And apparently not just that, but in Georgia, if you if you uh, seek an abortion yeah. outside of the state, so yep. say you go, I don't know where you're going, Florida, I don't know. California. Dri- <laughs> drive up to New York. But mm-hmm. if you seek an abortion uh, outside. No, uh, don't go to New York because they're considering a law like Georgia's. <laughs> I won't pass, doesn't matter. But if you do that and then you return home, you can be arrested. For doing something in another state. Correct. Wow. So the big question is, when all these things hit, and it's going to be a couple of years, they said, before it gets to the Supreme Court, mm. does it get overturned? Nope. You don't think so? I do not think so. Why? Are you saying you don't think Roe because v. Wade gets overturned? It's going to correct. Okay. Well, as why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah why? why? <laughs> oh, because my good friend Jared has a fragile mental state and telling him over and over every week that all is lost Ah. is not good for him going forward. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Because I love him and I want to see him prosper. The actual answer is, of course it's going to get overturned. We're done. We are done. There is no coming back from this. Done. We are done for... All the judges are in place. All the legislators are in place. 20, 30 years. The South, the South will rise again is happening now. Mm. We're done. 
It really makes this next uh, story a little less impacting that the uh, Motion Picture Association says it's going to monitor the outcome of Georgia's abortion law and uh, withdraw, possibly withdraw filming in Georgia. I heard that. I I thought they had already done that. Like, I heard that they said if this goes through or... Yeah, they threatened already. Yeah. Yeah. They pretty much did. So... I mean, we'll see. I doubt it has any yeah. impact on. I was going to say they're not. Oh no! Not, yeah, it has a major. Sports. No, it has a major impact on Georgia. It doesn't matter. It they won't. They won't. They're not going to turn around. They're not going to change their minds because of economic impact. This is a. Oh, I beg to to mm. dis, I beg to disagree. Differ. I I don't agree with you. I <laughs> beg to differ. <laughs> I don't agree with what you're saying. Georgia is heavily economically inclined to support the Motion Picture Association. They are, but they're also, I mean, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, they're already some of the poorest states in in the country. And the reason that they're poor is rooted in religion, fundamentally. Georgia's poor? Yeah. Outside of Atlanta, yeah. Georgia's poor. Very poor. Right. But I mean, with the enormous incentives that they offer these motion picture companies. All right. So, so three four of them protest that that won't make an impact yeah, no impact well no they would i remember remember when they did their crazy bathroom bill thing oh. that they were trying to do and the motion that picture was, well, i think disney Carolina? was like yeah no it was, there was one i, I could have sworn there was one because they don't shoot in north carolina but they do shoot in georgia a lot a lot there are ninety-two thousand yeah. jobs provided by the motion picture association in georgia state but they can't they can't back down for that it's not possible because this is a religious imperative. I'm using air quotes. You can't see me. <laughs> yeah, but they don't give a shit about that. They give a shit about the ducats. No. I swear Disney tried. Disney was like, we will not shoot in Georgia. And then they were like, eh, what bathroom? Who cares what goes in the bathroom? I thought the bathroom, bathroom bill was a sports thing. Sports, you got a shot. <laughs> yeah. Again, not much of a shot. I, I don't know. Well, I, I I don't. Are they are they organized enough to to make an impact, to, to force the other production houses to be like listen just because george is giving you millions and millions of dollars of incentives uh you know think think about these laws that they're passing because it's certainly not going to be anything other than that they're not going to be like what hollywood's mad (laughs) oh no (laughs) the jews and the gays are angry at us for what we just voted on no it's you're you're you're, no you're thinking of a normal person you're not thinking of the people running the state right and they want money that's true and and some other state will just step up and be like, "Come here, we'll give you those, we'll give you those tax breaks and whatever you want, and you come in and spend money and make our local businesses flourish and shit like that." And they'll be like, "All right, well, now we shoot in fucking Tennessee <laughs> or wherever the fuck they want to shoot." I don't know. We'll see. I they I swear they pulled together for something a couple years ago. I thought it was North Carolina and all the sporting events. The NCAA and company said we won't hold events in your state, and they went ugh. Oh, that may happen. I'm telling you, there was something in Georgia mm. that had to do with gay people that Disney specifically was like, we will not be using your state for this anymore. And they backed down? Jeff, Jeff, where the fuck are you on this? <laughs> <laughs> Staying silent. Okay, wow. now. Yeah, but what about... <laughs> oh, about the abortion ban. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where that's going. I mean, it would be highly impactful to Georgia. But I, sure. I just don't see, I don't see them changing their mind. I, I don't see them backing off because of economic reasons. No, we'll see. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Tennessee wanted to mention this guy, uh, Judge, that the Jewish organizations, the NAACP, and other groups, including uh, the Memphis Islamic Center, Jewish Community Partners, they're calling f- to for uh, a censure against a criminal court judge, Jim Lammy. This guy, what apparently he <laughs> quoted, retweeted, reposted things on Facebook. This guy. That uh, the things that he quoted and posted, what called some Muslims foreign mud people. Mm-hmm. And it said that the Jews need to get over the Holocaust. Not quite uh, the it word. was get the fuck over the Holocaust. Yeah, there we go. I didn't have it in front of me, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck over the Holocaust. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, okay. So I don't, I, I just wanted to bring this guy up because he's, he has since come out and completely not apologized and said that uh, he was not being anti-Semitic in posting these things. <gasps> yes. Wow. What what are you supposed to do, Ian? Deny, <laughs> deny, deny. Just keep yeah. never admit fault. No. Absolutely. If any more of these come out, someone hacked his computer. <laughs> he didn't know they were. Uh, that wasn't him. Oh my god. I still choose to believe that we are not lost, but my hope is dwindling. <laughs> I support you in that belief. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't support you in that belief at all. <laughs> I want to be a good friend, but I, I'm I'm filled with despair. Mm. Ian, I mean, I've to be honest with you, I've already broke. I'm broken, <laughs> oh. and thank God I don't have any kids because I yeah. feel bad for for you and Ray. Because you do have kids, and uh, you know you got to worry about their futures, and I don't. So fuck it, burn it all down. I'll be dead before <laughs> any of this shit really gets that bad. Gonna go full Daenerys. <laughs> no, nope, no, I'm gonna go full. Just stand outside the city and watch it. <laughs> so uh, on Lammy, uh, the judge here, he claims that he harbors no ill feel- feelings toward Jewish individuals, and he is not a Holocaust denier. His best friend is Jewish, so or was Jewish, is deceased now. So I wouldn't do that. So apparently he is denying certain, but he he also said that the the things that were posted were not uh, necessarily anti-Semitic. That's not how he (laughs) meant them. Oh my God. But he's not not denying the Holocaust. He's just saying you should get over it. Just fucking get over it. This wasn't a big deal. There are still people alive today that ex- that experienced it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Get over it, pussies. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned this one uh, at the beginning. A Missouri lawmaker is going to he's bringing in an anti-gay activist who claims that discrimination is a God-given duty. He says, uh, "I believe that we have a God-given right to discriminate." And that we actually have a God-given responsibility, a duty to sometimes discriminate. This guy's name is Ron Calzone. Yes, (laughs) Calzone. (laughs) Oh my God! Who says that? Did he hang out with that with that uh, calamari guy? (laughs) (laughs) He says that if a Calzone restaurant owner he didn't he didn't say Calzone. He said if a restaurant owner doesn't want to serve people with freckles, I think it should be his choice. Freckles, that, that's what he went with. That was his example. Oh, boy, that, if that's not a dog whistle for, hey, that guy's wearing a yarmulke or that dude's black. Yeah. <laughs> that person is not uh, blonde and very pale. Did he cite any biblical verse to back this up? Or hmm. 
Uh, now, just... he's being brought in, so he hasn't actually testified in the state yet, but uh, apparently he has been well-spoken, and he, uh, he, yeah, very much against LGBTQ groups and the fact that they should be able to discriminate against anyone that they feel appropriate. And he did say, based on race, religion, sex, it doesn't matter. If you all all people have this right, yes. yes. Forcing someone to serve someone they do not want to serve is a form of slavery. So ju- just people in the food oh, industry. Also, I'm pro slavery. Well, uh. <laughs> or or you know, in the the getting a manicure or you know getting a haircut, anything, anything. If you're in the service industry somewhere, you don't have to serve somebody you don't want to serve. Okay, but what if you're a doctor? Does this rule apply to you? I think that's a service. That's slavery. What, if what, what if you're a police officer? Slavery. Does this rule? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is any what if that would get you a different answer. I mean, you would probably Fireman? like try and PC, you know, smooth <laughs> it out a little bit. But I, I think overall, his his thing is, if there's somebody you don't want to serve, even if it's just freckles, you don't have to. Interesting. Mm. Is this some kind of evolution change in human beings? It's like somewhere down the line that we are so, like, there's no happy medium between people anymore. Mm-hmm. There is like, I care about people. I don't want to discriminate against people. And then there's like, I fucking want to discriminate against everybody. And I don't care about people. It is a, I think it's going back to a fundamental human innate thing that, and we're just, we're reverting to a previous mindset. But because in the past it was all it goes back to the whole tribal conversation. My tribe is better than your tribe. We we evolved. That's right, religious people. We evolved. <laughs> we evolved in such a way that our tribe, in order for our tribe to succeed, sometimes you had to overthrow the neighbor, neighboring tribe because you shared resources. So there was an inherent strength in having a very tribal attitude. And so it's all about it's us against them. And we are just reverting to that mentality again. Civilization is equal to pushing down that inherent what's the word I'm looking for bias in humans so I, I don't think so you're telling me Star Trek lied to me no I, I think Star Trek is a is a, a, a further evolved human being where that that you know the the drive to, to, to do that tribal behavior is pushed down even further as we evolve we get more open and free with other people that are different than us. And reverting means that you go back into these old patterns and these old habits. It's just like I I was pretty much left to my own devices as far as forming my own moral code. Mm. My mother neither told me, didn't say I should be like this and didn't disparage anybody else. Kind of just fell into it myself. Why do I why am I why do I not give a fuck what other people do? <laughs> well what kind of environment did you I mean who did you go to school with? Was it an all white school or did you have a diverse community in your school? All white people. Hmm. In a small ass town hmm. in Pennsylvania. Don't know. I, I just I, I don't understand how you like I don't know. It's just really weird, like when when you when you lived in State College for a while though, that's a very diverse town. Do you think that you, Living in state, state college. college is diverse. Sure, not when I was there. All I saw was fucking white people too. <laughs> well, maybe it, it is pretty diverse nowadays. Yeah. Um, but you surely um had conversations with people that were not white when you were up here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, then I think about it. There are black people in my family. There you go. <laughs> all right. All right. I take back everything I just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good. Because I had a. Well, go ahead, Karen. No, go ahead. Because mine was not. Well, it's not. 
what Jared had asked, it 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 was something that I have been curious about too, but it's it's less, you know, focused on this topic and more of a trying to pinpoint. And again, maybe I'm just getting old and maybe I'm not thinking straight, but you know, when when things took this turn. Mm-hmm. Because so as as I'm getting my my child, you know, ready for school, I'm, you know, exploring more and more things and, you know, possibilities for for education. Now, when I went to school, and this may or may not be true for the rest of you, we had art, we had music, Mm. we had physical education, we had a library staffed by a librarian, we were taught to read, we were encouraged to play instruments. Now, at every possible public school outlet in my area, we have none of those things. When did schools run out of money? When did... When did... Giving money to the schools become the lowest possible priority. None all the elementary school where I am sending my child is the only elementary school in the area that I'm aware of that still has a uh, library. But the library has been removed from the building and is now in a trailer outside the building. And after the remaining four years of the librarian's contract, it will likely not be renewed. Wow. What? You're telling me you looked at other schools and they don't have fucking libraries in them? They don't have, no, they have libraries, but they are just staffed by someone who, you know, knows how to check in a book and check out a book. Like the kids it, will is not it, be. Is, is it an internet will, thing? Like you just don't need no, a they, like, like, like they will not be taught how to use reference materials. They will not be read to. They will not be taught how to use the Dewey Decimal System. They're just like, these are the books. Go pick one out. Staff aid will check you out. Please return it in two weeks. Hmm. Well, is it again? Is it possible that it's a technology digital thing. age? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I I hope not. I don't know. Again, but again, also, you know, I, with with the decline of all the other extracurricular, mm-hmm. not they weren't extracurricular. No, they weren't. I thought I thought art and music and physical education were meaningful. Were yeah, but apparently somewhere. Since I have graduated, they went. Yeah, school funding isn't really. Well, I th- is it? I mean, is it because of the bigger focus on STEM? Like they just had to like get rid of these. Th- I mean, that's horrible that know. they don't have art class anymore. That's crazy. Right, yeah. well, I, well, art I, and music. I also, yeah, it's, it's standardized testing. Is it? Yeah, I, I think so much emphasis has been placed on standardized testing and cookie cuttering all of the kids and the, the classes that they attend. That there's no room for creativity anymore. Well, and you combine that with hmm. what what Jeff just said. With everything that DeVos has been doing, they've been taking mm. money out of the public school funding and just giving it to charter schools. So unless you want to send your kid to a religious charter school that's going to cost you an arm and a leg, I mean, you're not going to be able to have government funding. So you don't have government funding. You can't do these courses that, yeah, I always considered part of school. Mm. Art and music and phys ed. I know. I know. Here in town, there's a couple of uh, charter schools that are supposedly very good. One religious school, which I can't imagine is very good, but um, a couple of good charter schools. Are there any of them in Williamsport? Are they reasonable? Um, I don't know. I'm poor. I didn't look into that. Look into it. We'll help. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that bad, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, may, maybe the other areas, you know, help to offset yeah. that. I, I can't. I can't be certain, uh, and you know, and maybe maybe Jared's right. Maybe their maybe their STEM programs are are through the roof. Maybe their math and and uh, and reading and sure. social studies are are Perfect. ten out of ten. Yeah, and also look at the charter schools because sometimes you can do um, uh, what do they call it? 
equivalent. They, they give you, they give the, instead of giving the money to the local school, they'll give it to the charter school on your behalf. So oh. it doesn't cost you anything. All right. I will investigate that. I'll let you guys know mm-hmm. in a couple episodes. Okay. <laughs> Re- real quick, back to my original point yeah. <laughs> yes. before we move yes. on. Is it possible that, you know, it's it, they pretty much, well, not that they pretty much, but they did that study out of Harvard that they, that conservatives have that higher, the bigger, um, uh, what's the fear center of the brain? What's that portion? The amygdala? Is that what it is? Amygdala sounds right. Yeah. The- All right. If I, I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. whatever, that they, that they, that theirs is bigger. So they're much more fear driven. Which would explain a lot of their policies and stuff like that. And that these people, much how like we breeded dogs into existence, that we could be diverging evolutionary and t- because there's no chance in hell I would ever marry anybody who held any of these beliefs mm. or procreate with them. I would only procreate with somebody who thought this kind of the same way I did, which means they might have a smaller amygdala. And now, okay, thank you, Jeff, for uh, – <laughs> all right. I sound like amygdala. a smart guy now. <laughs> I'm very smart. Um, is it possible we could be diverging evolutionary? Yeah. Where where we're just like there's people who have empathy and people who are just raving savage idiots <laughs> because of fear. Because of fear, yeah. Now they're just now they're all procreating and they're the amygdalas are just getting more big. Hmm. <laughs> I I like where you're going, and it makes sense. Do do things happen that quickly on an evolutionary scale? Oh no, well it's I mean it's not. I'm saying down the line, not like you know. It can't. Well, yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, well, there's been a separation between the north and the south for generations. So, does it happen in you know three, four generations? No, but you can start to see little tiny turns in that amount of time. I think. And it's hmm. unlikely that people who for for a long time now would procreate with anybody who thought differently than them. I mean, we all can't be uh, James Carville and his wife, <laughs> right? I, I think more to the point is uh, nature, not nurture, though, or. Nurture, not nature. I think the environment that you grow up in has more impact on you than the genes that you carry from your parents. I don't know. Ooh, that is a bold yeah, claim. I, I really, I do, and not an accurate claim. I really don't think that that's true. I, it wouldn't explain me in any way. Like the, think... my accepting of of people of of other race, uh, that would not be from my family, my family, sure. my friends growing up in any yeah. way. But I think, do you think that you hold the same beliefs at your current age that you did when you were 16? Yeah, absolutely. I do not. Right. So you, when you went to the military is when things changed for you. Yes. So it was a, the environment that you were in when you were still forming. Because really we don't lock in our personalities until we're in our 20s. So you were still in a formative phase when you went into a new environment, which taught you new things. <laughs> so, so twenty some years of uh, nurture instead of nature—I I don't know. We're still somewhat. Plastic, I ju- I'm just you know, saying I don't think that plasticity. that's a nurture versus nature kind of argument. Yeah, I think intelli- raw intelligence. I think is a bit of both. I think you could be born, you know, with super genes, but if you're in a deprived environment, you're not going to succeed. Sure. But yet Trump has See, never I, been I, in a I disagree. I think I, – yeah, I think if you have super genes and you're born into a deprived environment, you are going to uh, work to free yourself from that environment and succeed despite. I think you've got a better shot at it, but it's not a guarantee. No. No, nothing's a guarantee. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to cut off the conversation before, but we're running late. Nope. I wanted, to, uh, hit, <laughs> I wanted to hit a few things. Um, first – I wanted to mention this, Max Boot, if you watch CNN at all, you pro- he's a regular commenter. <laughs> That's a guy? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I almost always agree with him when he's on. And uh, he wrote an article in the Washington Post that says that it's absolutely time for an unapologetic atheist to be in the Oval Office. However, yeah. uh, it, it's a good article, and I suggest you read it. I can't really get into the details. He does say maybe not in 2021. <laughs> but... It's a good. It's a good article. It's a good argument. And I didn't know that he was an atheist. Or I don't. I, I don't know if he actually says that he's an atheist in the article. But um, in any case, he thinks that it is uh, definitely time. And uh, I thought it, it's it's worth a read. Take a look at it. Well, I agree. I mean, when a full you know twenty to twenty five percent of the populace is really atheist, even if they don't call themselves that, yeah, it is time. And associated with that, a Gallup <laughs> poll. Let me let me let me just uh, hit the brakes on that real quick because I want to explore that okay. claim that you just made. Now let me make sure that that we are the same podcast that grouses about the thirty percent of the people who make all the rules and don't represent us, but feel the twenty five percent of the people who certainly don't represent the majority definitely time for them to see the top of the chain. Mm-hmm. Is that what I heard? Okay, fine. <laughs> just wanted to make sure I could have misheard you and I could be mistaken. Maybe I'm blowing what you said out of proportion. I would love if an unapologetic atheist were suddenly the president. However. Mm. Now, we do have an atheist as president currently. Right. There's no chance well, Trump believes in the deity. No. No. However, he is not a unapologetic atheist. He is. Right. He, he doesn't consider himself an atheist. He doesn't act like an atheist. He just happens to not believe in God. <laughs> right. Uh, the Gallup poll that I mentioned, uh, the, the changes between 2015 and 2019 are in there. And the it's, it's up now. 60% in this Gallup poll say that they would vote for an atheist if they were wow. qualified in every, any, every other way. So well, Qualified in every other way is a hard thing to nail down for a lot of people. So True. But that, I mean, that that's it's, up. It's a, a good statistic, it, though. Yeah, it's it's up a bit. Uh, the the only, of course, it's still at the bottom of the list. The only thing worse is if you say you're a socialist. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Someone who's a socialist only gets uh, voted for forty seven percent of the time and yeah. has not gone up any. That is a bummer. I am pro both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> An atheist socialist, ching. Uh, yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> Uh, another thing I wanted to mention, Vatican law had has been updated. Pope Frank has said that if you if you see something, say something. Uh, unfortunately, it's uh, if if you are have if you come into contact with uh, somebody who has been abused, they made it. He has made it so that you you must report it to your superior, not to police, not to law enforcement, not to anybody who will do anything, right. but to your superior. <laughs> mm. Sway your guilt, pass it up the chain to someone who is more willing to bury it. Yeah. <laughs> who has the time and the resources to hide what you could not. Yeah. Exactly. And there are actually procedures for conducting preliminary investigations when the accused is a bishop, cardinal, or religious superior. So they actually did address that. what if it's my boss doing it problem. So. Hmm. Sure, but it still allows it to be kept within the church. Sure. Call the cops, you fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this a question? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I did want to address the question that, that uh, Jeff had about the 
Gallup poll, yes, Muslims are higher than atheists. Muslims are at 66%. Somebody say that they would vote for a presidential candidate who is Muslim, 66%, as opposed to atheists at 60. Wow. However, I would like to also mention in between there, 63% over the age of 70. Only 63% said that they would vote for someone who is over 70. Reasonable. Might be relevant here next year. Super relevant. Yeah. All right. And the final thing I wanted to mention, there was a couple in Mongolia who, uh, this just this story just got me my attention because of, of what it is. A couple in Mongolia just died of the plague after eating a raw marmot. Ew. Oh. <laughs> this is the bubonic plague, right? Uh, yes, correct. The pneumonic plague. Pneumonic, oh, my. Not oh. bubonic. Yeah. It's actually more deadly than the bubonic plague. Which is which? Pneumonic is... is I don't know. Can you cough and get it? it? Yeah, I can never remember. It can be passed from person to person. It destroys your your organs from the inside out. Um, it's horrible. But uh, it's, if they say it's one of the most painful ways to die. But, but it's a bacterial infection. They should have been able correct. to get that under control, though. Yes, they right. should have. However, they they were fairly isolated. And apparently mm. in this section of, in this small town at least, in the section of Mongolia, it is good luck to eat raw rodents. Mm. So <laughs> this ended up uh, quarantining the town for some time. Anybody who was there couldn't leave. People who were from overseas were not allowed to uh, to fly back uh, so that they could quarantine. They came out with antibiotics and dosed the whole town. Um, sure. So there were no other cases, and they think they got it under control. But holy crap, people, don't eat raw rats. <laughs> no matter how much good luck they're going to give yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, did you know that uh, there are still occasional flare-ups of the plague in uh, rodent populations in the southwest United Southwest United States? Yeah, it still happens. It's still out there. It's still endemic in the rodent population of the world. Um, I did. Uh, Jeff is man. He's on board now. He, yeah, he called him out a minute ago. And <laughs> untreated yeah, put a little, pneumonic put a little fire under his ass. <laughs> untreated pneumonic plague has a mortality rate of nearly one hundred percent. And and yeah. It is really serious. Uh, it's less common than the bubonic plague, but it is more more deadly. And it has a you can the percentage chance of passing it on is between thirty to one hundred percent. So right, the I mean, pneumonic is is in your lungs, so you can cough it and express it and yes. share it with your friends. Yeah. yeah, spread all that luck around. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, I got the plague. I'm going to Vegas, baby. If I thought just it was the rats. It would have been all right. Yeah. I, I don't know how that became my lighthearted story to end it on, but. <laughs> Do you want to talk about how we're, how helium is disappearing? <laughs> no, I don't. You can ask Ian how, how deadly serious I am about helium. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. No balloons. Raised firmly on the side of anti-balloons. Uh, Not suggesting <laughs> that we should take any sort of extreme action against Party City, but. <laughs> I'm not going to try to stop you. <laughs> stop wasting the helium, people. It's important. We need that well, stuff. Once it gets into the atmosphere, it just continues going up and escapes the Earth's atmosphere. So once it's gone, it's gone. There's no making any more. Yeah. Well, you didn't hear that Party City closed down because they can't pay for the helium anymore? Oh, the price is starting oh, really? to go up? <laughs> yeah, the price went, it was up 125%, so they shut down. Wow. The whole company? And they're... 
Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what the story was, or at least a bunch of them did. Wow, I didn't think that was like the cornerstone. That wasn't their entire business model. I thought they had other <laughs> things. And uh, like, yeah, like helium is like super scarce now. And like, I was like, eh, so what? But then like, I heard something that has to do with uh... CT scans are for jerks anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was that was a thing when they read it off. With, I'm like, oh, it's used for other things. And then I was like, Internet, what? Fucking shut down. No more balloons. Find an alternative. <laughs> well, we could just we could use hydrogen instead. Would that be OK? <laughs> use hot air. They giant balloons go in the sky with just hot air, right? Yeah, you got to keep heating them, though. <laughs> How important are balloons to our existence? Seriously, Not my very. balloons are just fine filled with regular old lung air. <laughs> <laughs> can bat those around the living room for quite a while. Mm. <laughs> Safety glasses off, motherfucker. <laughs> did, has that, did anybody see Bill Nye, the science guy, on... Um... Yes. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. John Oliver, last week today. John Oliver, thank you. I Yeah, I love I love Jared just went, yes, I saw it. Yes. <laughs> My greatest and oldest nemesis has arisen once again. <laughs> And he every time he lie. does something cool, every time he does something cool, I'm like, you guys, people, it's an all lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, was he more accurate to his personality in this bit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> to be honest with you, yes. Because <laughs> he was talking. He was like a dude who cursed when I met him. Well, all right. So Jeff has not heard the story of Jared and Bill Nye. <laughs> well, I'll tell it after the show. Okay. The people on the show have heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got, unless somebody has something quickish. Okay, then that's all we've got for this week. I want to thank everyone for listening, especially our patrons, for supporting the podcast. Uh, also, anyone who can share the podcast on social media, we do appreciate that as well. Uh, again, if you want to contact us, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanarg, or you can tweet at profanarg, or you can contact us, uh, you can talk to us while we record on our Patreon page. I uh, also want to mention, please check out shows on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named-network.com. You can find a host of various podcasts for your listening pleasure. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.